Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child's Advocates. Your voice, their future, on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Tuesday, September the 19th. Today is National Voter Registration Day. It is. It's a time set aside each year uh, for the upcoming fall elections for the nation to start gearing up for the upcoming fall election, including you right here in Indianapolis and Marion County, uh, by registering to vote. Um, as always, Hoosiers are encouraged to participate, not only uh, today, uh, but every day as far as registering to vote so that we can all be registered and ready on Election Day. Uh, you can register uh, easily online. Simply go to indianavoters.in.gov. Again, that site is indianavoters.in.gov. Um, a reminder, you must register to vote at least 29 days before an election in the state of Indiana. You must register to vote at least 29 days before an election in the state of Indiana. The last day to register to vote um, is October 10th, 2023. Uh, if you register to vote in person, uh, you have to do it by 430. If you register to vote online, uh, it has to be by 1159 p.m. Uh, if you are mailing in your voter registration, it must be postmarked by October 10th. Uh, 2023. Um, election Day is, of course, on Tuesday, Tuesday, November the 7th, 2023, all day long, <laughs> 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., as is the um, as is the, the status right here um, in the state of Indiana. Election Day, not the state, I mean, everywhere, of course, Election Day is November 7th, 2023. So again, uh, today is National Voter Registration Day. Um, and here's something that, you know, a lot of you have, have asked, well, how can I find out this or how can I find out that? Or uh, sometimes if you have a problem and, you know, we, James or I or whoever's here, you know, may ask, well, who is your so-and-so and such? And so, well, I don't know. Well, the Indiana, excuse me, the Marion County Board of Voter Registration, the Marion County Board of Voters Registration, has the following information. It has your precinct number. It has your state representative and state senate districts. It has the congressional districts. It has the city, county, council districts. And again, I will say that if you don't know any of the above, say what, what congressional district you're in or who's your city, county, council, who's your state representative, what's your state district, um, Please plan to get in touch with the Marion County Board of Voter Registration. And you can just call if you don't want to get online, and a lot of people don't. Call the number, 317-327-5040. Uh, you can email uh, voterreg, uh, R-E-G, at indy.gov, or you can schedule uh, an appointment to go in there. They're open, office hours. You know, you can just walk in 8 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. Of course, it's at the City County Building, 200 East Washington Street, room W, one. 
31. Um, if you are already registered to vote, today is a good time to check your voter registration to make sure all your information is correct and up to date. Uh, and we'll have a lot more reminders for you on that in the coming days. In uh, speaking of elections and reminders, we can now tell you that it is official. Coming up, on Sunday, October the 8th, Radio One, the Indianapolis Recorder, and the African American Coalition of Indianapolis uh, is going to host the first radio broadcast and live stream mayoral debate focused solely on issues facing the Indianapolis black community. Again, Coming up Sunday, October 8th, Radio 1, the Indianapolis Recorder and the African-American Coalition of Indianapolis is going to host the first radio broadcast and live stream mayoral debate focused solely on issues facing the Indianapolis black community. Now, the debate, of course, is going to feature... Um, GOP mayoral candidate Jefferson Shreve and two-term Democratic incumbent uh, Mayor Joe Hogsett. Uh, it, it's going to be moderated by our very own Cameron Riddle and Oshia Boyd. She's the executive director of the Indiana Local News Initiative. So those will be your moderators. Again, the debate will be both broadcast and live streamed. The live stream is going to be from the Indianapolis Recorder's Facebook page and their YouTube channel. The broadcast, of course, will be on Radio 1 stations, 106.7 WTLC-FM and WTLC. TLC AM 1310 uh, and 95.1 uh, FM. And again, you're going to be hearing a lot more about that in the coming days uh, and weeks. But it is certainly, certainly great news for African-American voters in the community uh, to be able to have this forum uh, before these all important elections. They are all so very important. So, again, stay tuned for reminders um, on that. On the show today, as most of you know, we are heading into a big Circle City Classic weekend this weekend. Um, a little later this hour, Alice Watson, president of Indiana Black Expo, will join us to share more on what you'll want to know um, about this year's Circle City Classic. And speaking of Circle City Classic, we have some more Circle City Classic tickets to give away right now, today. Uh, and again... <laughs> Your chance to win two of them is right now. Um, all you have to do for a chance to win, all you have to do is text the word CLASSIC to the number 37890. Again, text the word CLASSIC to the number 37890. Zero. Uh, if you win, of course, you will get a pair of tickets to the Circle City Classic football game. Uh, the game features Mississippi Valley State University and North Carolina Central University. Um, it will be, of course, as we all know, this Saturday, September 23rd at Lucas Oil Stadium. Kickoff is at 3 p.m. Now, tickets for Classic are on sale at the Lucas Oil box office. You can get them right now if you want to go down to the box office or uh, get online and go to Ticketmaster.com. Uh, but if you want to, you know, take a shot at, at getting a couple of free ones, text the word Classic to the number 37890. Good luck. Uh, right now, our lines are open, 317-239-1310. Again, 317-239-1310. Uh, a couple of things since we were last here. Uh, there has been yet another uh, fatal IMPD police action shooting. Um, this one was following an early morning domestic disturbance involving a weapon on the city's south side. Again, this followed a domestic disturbance uh, involving a suspect 
with a weapon um, on the city's south side. Now, details are still coming in, but here is uh, the um, initial briefing uh, from IMPD's Lieutenant Shane Foley. Let's take a listen. Breaking news this morning of an officer-involved shooting on Indy's south side. We learned about this less than an hour ago. This is at an apartment complex not far from Stop 10 and Madison Avenue. Fox 59 Zach Myers is on scene with everything we know so far, and it's quite a big scene out there, Zach. Yeah, heavy police presence in this uh, apartment community here, as you mentioned, on the south side of Indianapolis. I'm going to step out of the shot to give you a better view here as we are awaiting a briefing from IMPD. A public information officer is on the way, we're being told. Uh, a heavy concentration of officers right there uh, near the uh, the street sign there for Portage Terrace. Uh, this call came out. It started coming out across police radios a little after 3 o'clock this morning. Um, and again, um, a little, uh, Sky, a little, a little further down on that page, there was, uh, uh, just, uh, Lieutenant Foley, he was giving all the details. Maybe we can find that and get that queued up. Uh, but you know what the interesting, and thank you, thank you so much for, for that, uh, getting that. That was, uh, one of the very initial reports from Fox, but then a little bit later, uh, IMPD Lieutenant Shane Foley, um, addressed the media and gave uh, a few more details uh, regarding uh, what was going on. Um, for the record, and this is according to the Star, and I was thinking that, but the Star has... Uh has published this, and according to the Star, uh, this is the fourth time um, the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department officers have shot someone since August 1st, and today is September 19th. Um, on August 3rd, of course, we, we talked about this one yesterday. They shot 49-year-old Gary Harrell after he was fleeing a traffic stop with a gun in his hand. August 27th, uh, officers shot and uh, killed uh, Kendall Darnell Gilbert, age 40, uh, after an hours-long, I will say days-long, well, hours-long standoff, standoff uh, days-long conflict. Um, September 1st, uh, Brandon Ramirez, 24, was shot. After officers responded to a burglary, Ramirez, by the way, was accused of stabbing a police dog and then uh, early this morning. Uh, that suspect, uh, according to the Marion County Coroner's Office, has been identified as 37-year-old Eric LaVon Taylor. Again, uh, no officers were involved. Um, if we can find that. Um, Sky, I can help you. I think I can help you find that. I apologize. I probably sent you the uh, the wrong link. But uh, let's go to uh, 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. How are you? Hey, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I was downtown earlier today, and I saw a bunch of protesters near the police station talking about Police. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the uh, they were, yeah, and you know what? I I would suspect that there's probably, uh, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that, I would suspect that it was probably um, uh, the one talking about that, that was about the Gary Harrell. I don't know anything. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, right. I, I had no anything about this particular one except that um, uh, it was a domestic disturbance. Uh, the woman and her children were in fear of their life. Uh, because apparently he had a gun and was coming after him and was following them in the car. Uh, mm. And again, well, we'll hear from the police briefing on that in just a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, go ahead, uh, Jeff. What were you were you talking about? The Delphi? You wanted to talk about Delphi situation? Yeah, I was talking about the Delphi situation and the uh, 
That is a little bit off. I don't know if you're a big reader of Rolling Stone magazine, but I'll get to that later. But, uh, you know, I'm sure you heard about the latest twist about this, about the Delphi killing, that there's some white nationalist connections there. I skimmed over it. I didn't really get into it enough to be able to discuss. So what is, what, what, what was the issue there? Well, I guess the lawyers for the gentleman who's being accused of the two murders uh, has uh, they, they made a, they put out some information. I think like 137 pages saying that these murders may be tied to a white nationalist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe part of a yeah a, a murdering part of a, uh, a Nordic ritual. Yeah, uh, called, called Odinism, which is a yeah pretty uh, prevalent. I think that's a read. Yeah, I stopped when I got to that part. I kind of stopped reading it because I lost it. that. I don't know uh, that it it just may have been a ritualistic type of thing. That this yeah. where did that come from? Well, it's, it's a Nordic fight. No, no, I'm just saying, where did this defense come? All of a sudden, we've got this defense now. That's a great, and that's what I was trying to find out. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't know why this, the guy's lawyers are leaking this information out. Well, they're leaking it because they wanted to, to get out because that's that's how they wanted to, to be framed, right. I guess. I don't know. but I know uh, that the, the, mm-hmm. I know the FBI's been involved in this, and so I don't know. I don't think they will leak it, but I just find it kind of, interesting, you know, because they were giving out details about how the crime scene looked and there was certain... Well, yeah, but so was it all supposed to be focused right here in Indiana or was it nationwide? Uh, That's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I'd need to know more, but I, when I got to that, I did casually look over it and I'm thinking and I, uh, I, I honestly Jeff I just thought well you know any defense is better than none and so why not try this uh, well, sure sure yeah, and, so. and, uh, they said that there were some suspects involved that who were earlier suspects yeah. tied to this organization or this cult whatever there could be something I, there lawyers are earning I, their I, money that's what I'm saying you know I'm just saying you know, I'm not saying this is a case of where there's smoke there's fire but uh, it does make things kind of interesting, but I want to talk about this Rolling Stone. Did you hear about the comments of the man who founded Rolling Stone magazine? No, what about him? Well, his name is John Winner. He's a, he was the publisher of Rolling Stone magazine, and you know, it's a big music, you know, cultural, you know, talk about, you know, current culture mm-hmm. and uh, counterculture stuff. Well, anyway, he gave this interview. You might you probably find it on the internet where he said that female and African American artists did not contribute nothing to rock and roll. Okay. I said, and in what context was he saying that? I mean, what? Uh, he's, he's writing this book. He, he said that people like Mick Jagger, Bruce Springsteen, and, and Bob Dylan, that they were the hallmarks, and people like Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye, and Stevie Wonder were not articulate enough. And that female rockers like... Joni Mitchell, Roberta Flack, and uh, oh, Carly Simon, they were too, uh, they didn't have the intellectual level, that, let's say uh, a John Lennon or a Bob Dylan. So it says John John Winner's remarks on black women musicians. Rolling Stone magazine co-founder is facing criticism, saying that black and female musicians were not articulate enough uh, to be included in his new book. Ah, yeah. So in other words, so he wasn't you know, he wasn't disputing their influence on music. He was talking about they just simply were not articulate enough to be 
In other words, James Brown is not at the same level as the Beatles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that the Rolling Stones and, and that uh, that uh, uh, I guess uh, Roberta Flack is not at the same level as uh, Bob Dylan or or you know basically they didn't have the mental or the intellectual uh, you know experience as you know. Yeah, but if you, but if you listen, yeah, the the, like the back this the remarks brought significant backlash over the weekend, including his removal from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation, a charity that he helped to found. Uh, is uh, let's see, um, uh, yeah, they uh, he well he's just stupid. That I mean that just sounds really dumb. I, who wants to read his book? Yeah, well, it, it ain't gonna help now, but and, uh, yeah, and, it, it, and, and you know, Tina, you know, and I know, you know, even the Beatles and the Rolling Stones even admitted they got most of the influence from where. Yeah, but he wasn't. He's not talking about musical influences. It doesn't look like it. Looks like he's just talking about them articulating their vision and their contributions. He wanted to hear from white folks instead of black folks. Is what it sounds and, like. And, 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 no, 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 exclusively white males. Exclusively white males, too. yeah. Yeah, women too. Well, there's something wrong so, with him. So, in other words, uh, Joni Mitchell, she's, she's not relevant. Uh, Roberta Flack is not relevant. Minnie Ripperton is not relevant. Uh, who's the name of some famous female icons in the music I'm trying to think of some. Uh, well, it sounds Simon. like Rolling Stones is doing a whole lot of damage control trying to save the magazine because they're they're distancing themselves so far from him and his his comments and his views that they say do not represent uh, the, the you know, the magazine. But, 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 but guys like him, they, you know, I, I, I like, you know, they, they get because they said, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I, I got black friends. I voted for Obama. But yeah, so what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says, so uh, looks like um, uh, somebody, oh yeah, it says, I think Winner's attitude seems to sum up the way that gatekeepers in the music and music journalism industry sure. downplayed, trivialized, and disregarded the work of non-white and female artists for decades. Winner helped define what we now view as classic rock and roll, and we see the sensibilities that help shape those. So, yeah, you know, it's just another uh, dumb but well, talk well, with a book. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say this, I'm going to hang out. Uh, no black music, no Led Zeppelin. No black music, no Elvis Presley. No black music, no Beatles. Uh, I just upset a bunch of people. Well, it, it almost it almost paints an image of uh, you know happy little darkies and and uh, just the stupid women just running around banging on drums and making music, but not being able to talk about who who they are or what they do. You know, can't even give you their name. That's what it paints an image of, which is extremely and, offensive and, and, and very stupid on his part. So he's a very uh, self-absorbed, mm. a very mm. narrow-minded individual. It goes to show you can have all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. It'll be a moron, you know, and uh, well, so mm. and, that's and, unfortunate. And, 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 but I, like I said, they are. It looks like Rolling Stone, and I'm just scanning scanning through here really quickly. It looks like they are working like crazy to uh, to to distance themselves from that, and and you know, rightfully so. I, it would make sense that they would, but that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a, that's crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy. I mean, you mean to tell me that Barry Gordy didn't make a difference that. Marvin Gaye didn't make a difference. Well, again, he just told you that's who he preferred to hear from. He didn't say that they didn't. He just said that he preferred to hear it from uh, 
uh, those people, the white males. That's who he wanted to hear from. He didn't want to hear yeah, from I mean, yeah, no people of color, no women apply. You know, I mean, which goes to show you this white male patriarchal mindset. Mm-hmm. That, and it's not just hostile to people of color. It's hostile to white women. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, white women, their only job is, you know, stay in the kitchen and have babies. That's it. You know, well, you know. That's what a lot of the uh, the Supreme Court and some of these other uh, legislatures are trying to get back. You know, the Ward and June Cleaver days where women walked around in heels and apron and pearls and just loved uh, doing nothing but uh, servitude. So, And that was for yeah. white women. That wasn't even black women. We were still oh, yeah, sure, on the field. Sure, sure. But, well, uh, but you know, yeah, I, I did not see. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, well, Trump has made it uh, very fashionable oh, oh, yeah, to say exactly. the quiet part out loud. And he said it without... Any, uh, you know, any fear of repercussions and any, you know, I guess a lot of people are saying that because they think, well, I'll say it and then I'll just deal with it. You know, it's kind of like the little kid that, well, I was supposed to be in a five. It's five ten. I was going to get in trouble if it was five oh one or if it's seven. So I'm just going to do what I want to do until it's time because I'm going to get it anyway. So I think that that's kind of the, the the mentality and the philosophy of a lot of these folks that they know they're going to get some of it, but uh, they, they just don't care. They want to get it out. So. Now, I'm interested what his boardroom looked like or used to look like. Uh, I don't know what it is now because he's no longer with Rolling mm-hmm. Stone. I think it's well, I, you know, I don't know that much about Rolling Stone magazine anymore. I mean, I, I think it used to be a player. I mean, is it even still a magazine? Is it, or is it just yeah, an online presence? Is it a physical magazine now still? I believe so. Okay, because so many of those uh, periodicals are gone. They don't exist. They, you know, they they live on the web, but they don't even exist anymore. And I, I know Rolling Stone used to be huge. Oh uh, sure, I mean it's still fairly influential. Is it okay? As far as pop okay. culture or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. you know, but basically saying that, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I'm gonna tell you something. I, 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 you know, how can you not say that Jimmy Hendrix is not an icon? How can you know? How can you say well, that? Did did one of the white in, people he interviewed say that? Uh, some of the white guys are different to like Bruce Springsteen and. Uh, I I don't know uh, anything about his book, and again, I'm just I'm just looking at. I don't at, think it's out yet. I don't think it's being. Out but yet. but the oh, narrow focus with which it's reported is he did not want to interview. He did not want these people in his book. Exactly. Not that they were not influential, and not that they did not impact music and even change music. He just didn't want to hear from them because he didn't think they could talk. I mean, when you say somebody can't articulate, I think that that's what he's saying. That that's what this is, and that's crazy. Those, those, those are just dog whistles. Yeah, yeah. They're basically saying that you know, women and 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 black folks are not at the mental level as white men. Well, that's that's exactly exactly yeah, and the ability to articulate is 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 key right there. So, uh, but you know, I I wonder how he's articulating now. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, uh, he's 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 uh, mm. off the uh, like I said, you have all the. How old is before. he? How old is he, Jeff? Do you know? Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Oh well, okay. Uh, he's yeah, seventy-seven. I mean, you know, mm. and, and really this thing is, he's where he's at is because of. The contributions of people like the you know Motown or whatever, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know of course uh, you know the the, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. but just be so dismissive and so uh, arrogant about it, just really tell you who this guy really is. And, he's seventy. Say seventy nine. He felt comfortable enough to say it, you know, into a to, to the New York Times. He's seventy nine. You say seventy nine. Huh. Is that what you said? He's seventy nine years old. 
No, he's 77. 77? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he's a bit of a, mm. a dinosaur, I guess. But, uh, you, know, you know, so much for George mm. Clinton and, and uh, Denise Williams, I guess. So, you know. Well, again... Who cares if he doesn't want him in his... I mean, he is not rock and roll. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, he's Who not cares? rock and roll. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, conversely, I think, has done a marvelous job of uh, giving recognition when recognition is due, even well, to started, some of those... started rock and roll. Yeah, and even to some of those that have... Have you seen that Little Richard? There's a Little Richard... What was it called? Little Richard movie. Um, I heard about that. I wanted to see that because I like <laughs> I like Little Richard. He has, he's got spunk, you know. He he yeah, tells I mean, it like know, I'm the kid, I'm the one, I'm the kid, you know. Just like so. But um, yeah, I think I need to check that movie out as well. But um, again, I I think the 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 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't know because I don't know into politics. I don't know anything, and goodness knows I don't know anything about. Uh, popular music and things of that nature. But from what I've just been able to observe on the outside looking in, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has done a great job of, a good job. Okay, I won't say great because I don't know if it's great, but they've done a fairly good job. And uh, some of the lesser known is what I was saying, who have labored in the trenches and not a whole lot of people knew about but needed to get their props are in the hall as well. And I think that that's incredibly important because it makes you... Uh, it makes you do your research. It makes you learn your history as opposed to just the flash that's in front of you uh, every day, the popular music flash and dash and all the other stuff. I mean, they. I think it goes pretty deep uh, in terms of, of who should be in there and whether you've heard of them or not, they they, belong, they have a place here. So that's all exactly. I was saying. Yeah, that's exactly. All. And and so his little, little old book, and the, he did fa help co-found a magazine, and good for him, but... You know, he can take yeah, it somewhere and sit down. Yeah, bless his heart. <laughs> hey, bless his heart. So, yeah, uh, man, that's what my grandmother would say. But, you know, yeah. thing is, mm -hmm. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're just junior at one thing. There's a lot of accusations of sexual harassment and, you know, discriminatory things. But, you know, who should be surprised but we got a mindset like that at the head of the table? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, sadly, there's too many, uh, you know, the, yeah, anyway. Hey, Jeff, thank you very much. Appreciate your call. And I'll, uh, I'll look a little further into it, but I think I've just in scanning, I think I've seen as much as I can take. This, this man is nuts. So, all righty. Thank you, Jeff. Talk to you later. And we'll be right back. Uh, as we were saying, Circle City Classic is coming up this weekend. Might be another opportunity for you to win two free tickets as well. I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. 
And we're back with Community Connection. Uh, talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about very, just momentarily, this upcoming Circle City Classic. And if you want to go, you have a chance to win two free tickets from us right here. All you have to do is text the word CLASSIC to the number 37890. Again, text the word CLASSIC to the number 37890. Uh, if you win two tickets to the Circle City Classic football game, featuring Mississippi Valley State University and North Carolina Central University. It's this Saturday, September 23rd, Lucasville Stadium, 3 o'clock. Tickets, general admission tickets are now on sale uh, at the Lucas Oil Box Office and Ticketmaster.com. If you want a chance at free ones, text the word CLASSIC to the number 37890. Good luck. Um, Speaking of Circle City Classic, the president... Of Indiana Black Expo, the president of Circle City Classic, Alice Watson, uh, is here with us. And Alice, you caught your breath long enough to spend some time with us. How lucky are we? How are you doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> good afternoon, Tina. I am. Uh, I'm doing well. You're right. I'm just now catching my breath. Well, and going back under. So no, going back. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm going back. Well, if we can have you while you're you're above ground for just a bit. Uh, how things uh, shaping up? I mean, you're just a, a couple of days out now. I would assume it's just all about just, just you know, pushing the button and say go. Is that, are we there yet? We are almost there. Absolutely. We are, we're excited about the, the week. You know, we kicked off with the coronation on Sunday. Uh, young lady Mia Mitchell is now our, our uh, Miss Circle City Classic queen. Mm-hmm. So, so we're on our way. We, um, tomorrow will be our prayer and praise service so uh it's too late to turn back now okay so very quickly uh, a couple of things what does uh you know what are the responsibilities and and what does miss circle city classic uh get to do during her reign uh, uh is it a year long or is it just over the the circle city classic weekend how does all that work you know, it's actually it's it's over the weekend, but we have a lot of our our queen and their their court. They mm-hmm. come and they they give back. They support us at, at the other events, uh, a summer celebration, for instance. They participate in that, so they they'll come back from school, mm-hmm. uh, and they also sometimes they attend our our youth leadership summit. So we always, I mean, it, it's been just a really great experience for us because they never really quite leave. They always come back and give back. Our two uh, co-chairs are actually mm-hmm. former uh, Circle City Classic queens and participants. So uh, it's just been a good experience for us uh, with that, that program. Yeah, I, I don't think enough people know and understand that it's a scholarship. It's a scholar. You know, the the, the, the winner gets a, a college scholarship, right? Absolutely. So the winner gets a, a $5,000 scholarship, uh, and then your your second your runner up they there's a three thousand and a two thousand. So we give ten thousand dollars in scholarships uh during that event. Yeah. And and uh, I like what I have always liked about that is the pageant, uh the Circle City Classic, is that um it's it, the 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 young ladies are judged on so many things other than what we would look at as a traditional um, what do you call them beauty pageants or what have you the classic coronation, it's just Absolutely. it's just so different. They're judged on such a different set of standards, and I, I think standards that matter more, frankly. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those young ladies are they're taught etiquette, of course, and they are uh, you know they go through financial literacy programs. Mm-hmm. There's so many, and it's an eight week. 
uh, you know, it's a commitment. So they start really, quite frankly, right around summer celebration time, if not before. Uh, so it's a time commitment, but we try to make it so that it's productive for them as they're going away to college. And it's for uh, young ladies all over the state, not just here in Indiana, Indianapolis, I'm sorry. Yes, but, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Right. For them to participate in the workshops and the weekly obligations, so but that's that's still good. I think that that's great. So, uh, you guys, when you're when you're at the parade and you see the the queen and her court going down the street on her uh, on her float, uh, give them a little special love because the, these young ladies work hard, and I, I just felt like we needed to give them a little extra attention today, and hopefully they'll get a little extra attention during the parade and throughout the classic weekend. So, uh, and the services tomorrow, where are they going to be? Uh, the service will be at New Beginnings uh, Fellowship Church, and that is on 2125 North German Church Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guest pastor is Dr. Charles Goodman out of uh, Georgia. So really, really excited. We've, we've been to New Beginnings before. They've been a huge supporter mm-hmm. of the organization. Um, they put on, a, you know, with the, the support of the choir, and they typically they, they have dance mm-hmm. also. So... Uh, we're excited about returning to New Beginnings. Great. And so uh, Thursday, Friday, and, of course, Saturday, what do we have? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't stop. So Thursday, we actually we welcome in the uh, presidents, the chancellors, mm-hmm. uh, the athletic directors. So we, we have a uh, sponsor of VIP reception for them that e- evening. And then on Friday, uh, this Friday is going to be absolutely jam-packed. We are returning back to Lucas Oil Stadium for our coaches' luncheon on Friday. But also during Friday, we've uh, incorporated the Talent Day Career Fair. And so this will be the first time this is the inaugural Talent Day Career Fair. So we will be actually, we've got 24 companies um, in some organizations who really we were very intentional. We targeted um, graduating students from across the region, mm-hmm. HBCU students across the country, and we, we're calling it where fortune meets future. Because, mm. uh, you know, of course, here in Indiana, we had some very large companies who not only have a local footprint, mm-hmm. uh, but they also have regional and global footprints with um, really being one of our uh, host companies. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot of companies that will follow, that is from one to five after the coaches luncheon. And then we have our pep rally. The pep rally has been moved to South Street. So really excited about that. It's like the folks who've attend, who are attending the talent day will just flow into the pep rally on South Street. And, of course, that pep rally consists of Mississippi Valley State University and North Carolina Central University, mm-hmm. both those bands. So uh, the weather, I've been looking at the weather. I was about to ask about the weather. So. Yeah, so everybody needs to know that so far the forecast is great, great uh, for the weekend. So hopefully we'll get uh, folks to come out and support that pep rally. Uh, that will be on South Street in front of Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, that coaches luncheon has always been one of my one of my favorites. It's just yeah. a lot of uh, lighthearted fun, and you get to you know you get to 
a peek inside the personalities of the different teams through their coaches and um, and and other dignitaries that come in from from their school. So, uh, oh, okay, go ahead. Well, I wanted to say, Tina, that we started right before the pandemic with mm-hmm. NCAA, who's actually the presenting sponsor. It now incorporates, it includes the actual student-athletes. So it gets very, it gets a little racy in there when you start hitting them up against each other. So it's gotten even more exciting than what it's been in the past. And we are also bringing back recognizing high school student-athletes. Oh, great, great. Was there ever any uh, serious discussion, and maybe it's it's ongoing, about... um... Uh, perhaps uh, a, a high school football game, a local high school football game being played before Classic or even after or something along those lines. Have you heard talk about that? Well, you know, we used to do that some years ago. Um, that was still going on. Actually, I've been with the organization now for going on 12 years. And mm-hmm. when we started uh, with Indiana Black Info, we actually did have a high school football matchup inside the stadium that evening. It got a little bit more difficult to execute, uh, one, because of uh, the team schedules locally. Right, right. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, we've done it before. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not to say that it wouldn't be consideration again, but it, it, was a, it became more of a challenge. Uh, because of their schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's, it is their season as well. Um, Friday's high school, Saturday's college, Sunday's pro uh, in the football um, uh, arena. So um, how are uh, the – so anyway, so the game, and then during the game, uh, it, halftime battle of the bands, and then a post-time, where, you know, how's, where's all that going to fit? I, I know it's been moved around, so I'm asking you, where where is everything going to be? So, you know, of course, we, we brought the game back. You know, we, we uh, kind of took the pulse of the community and everyone was like, we, uh, bring back the game. Last year we did uh, the Battle of the Bands, which mm-hmm. went very well, quite honestly. But the, the got, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the kids loved it. Mm-hmm. We brought football back, and I, I was just appealed to the uh, your listeners again. We had a lot of folks who said they wanted football, so you got football, so we hope to see you all out. Um, and tickets are on sale now. Yeah, go ahead. There's that too. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, $20 general admission. Uh, if oh, you wow. want the, the, the best of the best seats, those seats are uh, $50 on the 50 yard line. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Battle of the Band will still take place during halftime. Again, a lot of activation going on inside of Lucas Oil before the game. Of course, there's the parade, which attracts over 50,000-plus mm-hmm. in attendance. And, again, the weather is perfect for the parade, so we would encourage everyone to come out for the entire day. Inside of uh, Lucas Oil, we also have what we call our edu- Education Day Party. So mm-hmm. We have a college career fair mm-hmm. before the kickoff, and we also have a business and entrepreneurship event before the kickoff. So there's there's something for everyone. There's the tailgate, uh, which we we are actually we are partnering with Eat Here, uh, which is a, a young and growing company. They do they're the same guys who do the chicken and beer mm-hmm. festival. So tailgate will be hopping. We've got uh, over forty retailers uh, this year out on the tailgate. So that takes place before the game, and it will also 
reactivate immediately following the game. And we'll have uh, live entertainment. We'll have our, our local uh, celebrity rapper, Tragic, will be out on the tailgate uh, on South Street immediately following the game. We'll have a DJ. So I'm, I'm, it's, there's something for everyone. So mm. there's no excuse to not come out and enjoy mm. Circle City Classic. Yeah, I, and and back to the parade. And we certainly, I didn't, I didn't mean to jump over the parade uh, because that is that is huge. And I, I, I like to share uh, that um, when I was at at Wish, our photographers would look forward like crazy uh, to the Circle City Classic Parade because it's a performance parade. Um, and maybe a lot of people don't understand that, but you know, people in that parade, they, you know, you get a show. <laughs> it's, it's a, it is a performance parade, and they used to love shooting. They would want that. They'd volunteer for the assignment. Cause I, and I asked one guy once, and I said, Reek, why? He said, well, because you get to see there's there's so much to shoot and so much to do, and there's so much energy, and it's just a lot of fun. And uh, I said, okay, I get that. So, you know, when you want to go to work and you volunteer to go to work to see something, <laughs> yeah. that's that's saying something. That's that's a parade and a half. Yeah, but. It, it, it really is, Tina. It's a big deal. That Our parade is one of the largest black parades in the country. Uh, and it is really a performance parade, as you said. I mean, you've got both the um, HBCU football teams, and it's interesting because we're starting to attract other HBCU bands. Uh, so we'll have, in addition to NCCU and Mississippi Valley State, we'll have Lincoln University and we'll have Wilberforce University also in the parade this year. So it is all, you're right, it is a performance parade, and we tell folks, we, there's not a lot of walkers that we allow in this parade. you got to be <laughs> able to do something, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so really excited that, again, I'm just, I'm just prayful and hopeful that the forecast holds up because mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, I think they said the last chance for rain was Sunday, and then there wouldn't be another chance for rain for like the next seven or eight days. And it's like yeah. it's just severe dry, so we love that. And the temperatures are going to be really good as well. So, Alice, again, the... Um, the tickets are on sale now uh, at the Lucas Oil box office and Ticketmaster, and the price range again for folks that I mean this is a this is a nice easy uh, on the pocketbook afternoon if you want to you know if you just want to go out and if you've never been or want to go out and take some folks that have never been or you want to repeat twenty bucks to get in the door is not bad at all. Not bad at all, and, and we'll have Trevor Jackson, of course, who is the Grand Marshal, and he will be inside Lucas Oil. Also, mm-hmm. as, as there's a, a meet and greet at the Horseshoe with Radio 1 at 2 o'clock p.m. So uh, I just think that it's a great family event for everyone. Yeah. So what do the bands get that win? What do they get? They get the big trophy and bragging rights? Or, I mean, what, what I always ask, I'm always meaning to ask that, and I never do. The bands that win the battle, it's just you guys win and you get this big old great, great big trophy that you can't carry. It's so huge. <laughs> Uh, what what do they get? Yeah, they they get bragging rights actually, and then they do. You know, it's so funny because they don't stop. They they do what we call a fifth quarter. So at the end of the game, they they try to outperform each other while they're still in their seats before they leave. So uh-huh. um, the other thing that we have, and I'd be remiss in mentioning this, is at the tailgate party after the game, we we also have a stroll competition that we're planning. Uh, and we'll be giving away, excuse me, money for uh, 
to the first and second and third Greek organization mm-hmm. in that stroll competition. Okay. And again, IBE Talent Day, uh, where future meets fortune. I love that. Um, and yeah. that's 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 just, uh, that's huge as well. We don't want to overlook that because it is all about the education and raising funds for scholarships and supporting these kids and keeping them in school. Uh, so. Yeah, so that's that's going to be great as well. That's going to be down at the stadium on Friday. Uh, wow. And you ha- you do have to register to attend that, though. You don't have to pay. You just have to register, right? Yeah, we ask that you register. It's not, quite honestly, it's not mandatory. We ask that to mm-hmm. make sure that we are tracking the right data to make sure we're doing the thing. Uh, so it's more for our information. Um, so that as we're looking at programming, that we target what the needs are and who the folks are who are coming for. Mm-hmm. So, Alice, you, you go through summer celebration, and you, you rest for about a day, and then you, you get geared up for Circle City Classic. So so what happens after Classic? Summer celebration again? I mean, <laughs> you start working on that. <laughs> what, we, what we try to do, we don't rest, Tina. That's I know, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just ask it. It, it's, it's, it's pretty nuts. We do a lot of partnering with yeah. organizations, mm-hmm. uh, to support whatever activations they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also honor our volunteers in October. Uh, and then we just start all over again. And I'd like to just do a shout-out to the volunteers who, again, you know, I said this earlier today, we wouldn't be the organization that we are for the past uh, 53 years if it weren't for volunteers. So, Isn't that the truth? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like it, it takes – we use a total of 400 volunteers each year and most of them look like us, uh, which is very unique also. So uh, so we honor them in October, and then we, we quite honestly, we start all over again. <laughs> so, uh, just no rest for the weary. Okay. How many different Black Expo chapters are there here in, this, in the state? So we, have, we have 12 chapters 12. across the uh, state of Indiana, um, from Evansville all the way to... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, try to think maybe Elkhart and Gary are the furthest. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and those chapters are, are doing work and activation, uh, you know, many scales to what we do. But really all of us are trying to focus more on programming specifically uh, throughout the year. So, again, we're not just event-driven. And mm-hmm. I like to say to the community, we do programming. Uh-huh. Uh, we do Performing Arts Academy. We do a lot of youth and family programming. Uh, we do business programming. So our chapters uh, try to mirror what we're doing to make sure they make a difference in their communities. Yeah, Indiana Black Expo statewide. Love it. Circle City Classic coming up this, well, it's on now. It's, it's, I, it's I can't on. even say. Yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> <laughs> the train has left the station, Tina. I see. I, I Well, as usual, I'm late. But anyway, <laughs> I'll catch up. I'll catch up. Alice Watson, president of Indiana Black Expo, president of Circle City Classic. Thank you for spending some time with us, and we'll see you over the weekend. Thank you, Tina. All righty. Thank you. And uh, just some uh, some news. Uh, uh, and again, Circle City Classic. Oh, I forgot the website. But you can go to CircleCityClassic.com or you can go to IndianaBlackExpo.com to find out more, uh, to get a schedule, to get all of the events and um, um, activities and of this coming weekend. It is a, it is a big deal. Uh, football's back. Uh, the bands, the the parade, it's all so there's it's all there for everyone to have a nice uh, time and to uh, also uh, 
to, to be able to do some networking, help some kids with some scholarships, and just, just an all-around good, uh, good weekend, uh, good week coming up, going on. Um, just got a, a right before, um, I mean, literally, like one minute before I walked in the studio, I saw this um, on my uh, on my phone. I got a, a push alert, but apparently, well, that Marion County Sheriff's that that Marion County Sheriff's Department, the Marion County uh, Jail, is not getting a break. Uh, you know, they had the uh, that that horrible. Uh, uh, killing strangulation of the um of the deputy transport deputy uh by a uh, uh one of the prisoners a, a murder suspect and now um news is that the Marion County Sheriff's office sheriff's department is asking the public for help to locate a murder suspect mistakenly released from the jail uh, last week, what happened today? It happened last week. Uh, his name, Kevin Mason, 28 years old, uh, uh, is a murder suspect from Minnesota who was accidentally released from the adult detention center um, on September 13th. We're just now hearing about it. He was released. Okay, well, I don't know. Did they just find it? I, anyway, I'll leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Um, according to the Marion County Sheriff's Office, uh, he was mistakenly released by a civilian staff member who has since been fired. Okay, so on the 13th, he was released. Uh, the Sheriff's Department uh, realized that uh, somebody by mistake did it and fired that person today. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are told that they're looking for help from the public to find this person. Um, Mason is connected to a fatal shooting in Minneapolis that happened in 2021. Uh, he is a black male. Uh, described as five foot nine inches tall, 205 pounds with a cross tattoo under his left eye. Uh, apparently, he also has a um, a chest tattoo reading sub, S-U-B, and a neck tattoo. He has black hair and brown eyes. Uh, anyone with information, including details and tips, is asked to call Crime Stoppers, 317-262-TIPS, 317-262-TIPS. Uh, they're also urging Mason uh, to turn himself in. Uh, police say if you see this man, call 911 immediately. Um, I'm looking at the picture here, and again, like I said, he's a black male. Uh, you know, kind of the, you know, the style where the hair is, is not exactly shaped in a fro, but it's, it's fro long, fro length, afro length. Uh, looks like he has a mustache. Um, he looks stocky. He looks pretty stocky. Uh, from the picture and uh, medium brown skin. Um, so who knows? But, you know, if he got away last week on the 13th, he could be anywhere. 
Uh, chance, I mean, maybe he's back in Minnesota. I don't know if it was Minneapolis. Maybe he's back in Minnesota. Uh, it doesn't say here why he was at uh, the Marion County Jail. They were Maybe they were holding him for something. Um, I don't know. But um, there's a little concerning that there was that much time that had elapsed from a murder suspect being mistakenly released and now asking the public for help in looking for him. Uh, there was enough time to fire the person responsible. There should have been enough time to get this information uh, out to the public more than what is today, the 19th, six days later. Uh, maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe I, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, the adult detention center on September 13th accidentally released. Uh, he's 28, and um, hmm, wow. So, yeah, they, they got to tighten things up over there at the sheriff's office uh, because this is not good coming behind um, that death of the, uh, the deputy uh, who was in uh, one of the shoots and got, uh, got killed by uh, an inmate he was transporting. Um, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go to uh, open lines, the remainder, the open lines the rest of the way out. Going to recap a couple of things and uh, take your calls, comments, questions. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. We'll be right back. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child's Advocates. Your voice, their future, on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection just after the top of the second hour. Um, you know, a lot to recap, a lot to catch up on. Uh, one of the things um, uh, one of our regulars, Jeff, brought up was uh, some of the controversy swirling around the co-founder, 76-year-old, uh, 77-year-old co-founder of Rolling Stones magazine. Um, I'm assuming it's pronounced Jan, uh, Jan Wenner. Uh, he has, uh, the co-founder has been removed from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's uh, foundation's board after facing widespread criticism from comments he made in a New York Times interview that was published Friday about female and black musicians. Uh, it says here he's been removed from the board of directors of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation, uh, uh, told CNN in a statement. He spoke with the New York Times about his upcoming book called The Masters, uh, and apparently that features interviews he conducted with artists such as John Lennon, Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, and others while at the helm of Rolling Stone, so while he was there. Uh, in the interview, he spoke about his decision not to include interviews with women and black artists and his remarks are the topic of why were widely on the topic rather were widely uh, criticized. Uh, the people had to meet a couple of criteria, he said, but it was just kind of my personal interest and love of them, he said, adding, insofar as the women, just none of them were as articulate enough on this intellectual level. Uh, he continued, Stevie Wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield? I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. Yeah, that's one of the things we're talking about. There is a, uh, a, a murder suspect that has been mistakenly released, apparently last week, from the Marion County Jail. He's from Minnesota. 
um, you know, being held, you know, for murder, accidentally released from the adult detention center. Um, another uh, police action shooting, this one fatal um, on the uh, south side about three this morning uh, with the domestic violence suspect with a weapon. So a whole lot to, uh, to catch you up on there. Uh, it looks like uh, folks want to talk about the Rolling Stones. So we'll stay right there with the Rolling Stones conversation. Uh, Rick, go ahead. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, Cena. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Great, great. Hey, I want to piggyback on what Jeff brought up, mm -hmm. which was the Rolling Stone article. Uh -huh. Do you have any idea if that gentleman or person, the founder, was he talking about rock and roll? Rock and roll is strictly a rock and roll format, or did he mean popular music? I see. This is I'm not getting any of that from what he's saying. What he's saying is he did not interview black artists or women because he feels as if they would not be able to articulate they didn't articulate at the level that which he is speaking when he's talking about masters um and then he says for public relations sake maybe i should have gone and found one black and one woman artist to include here that didn't measure up to the same historical standard just to avert this kind of criticism maybe i'm old-fashioned and i don't give a Mm -hmm. or whatever. I wish in retrospect I could have interviewed Marvin Gaye. Maybe he'd have been the guy. Maybe Otis Redding, had, lived, had he lived, would have been the guy. Uh, through a Sparks Poston for, for Little, Brown and Company publisher of the Masters, Winner told CNN, in my interview with the New York Times, I made comments that diminished the contributions, genius, and impact of black and women artists, and I apologize wholeheartedly for those remarks. The Masters is a collection of interviews I've done over the years, that seemed to me the best represent an idea of rock and roll's impact on my world. They were not meant to represent the whole of music and its diverse and important origin. So basically, he's, he's, he's spinning around it, but I don't think that he's saying that they did not contribute. What he's saying is he didn't think that they could say... That, but again, he's saying that he didn't feel like women and blacks could not articulate... Uh, at the level of which he was discussing the history uh, of rock and roll. I guess they're too stupid to know how to put it into words is what he's saying. Uh, that's that's what I got. I don't think he's diminishing the fact that they had an impact or influence. I think he's just saying they weren't smart enough to talk about it. Now, that's my, sure. that's my take. I'm sure guys like Barry Gordy know and remember more about rock and roll. Or they've forgotten more about rock and roll, more rock and roll than this guy would ever Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was pretty stupid. Uh, what he said. and I, I had no interest in buying his book. And you know, like he said, the book is about his, his concept and his idea and his world. And so be it. You know, everybody's entitled to say and do. You know, free world. I just, you know, I think it's highly offensive. And I'm glad he's not. And again, Rolling Stone uh, has done everything in their their power to distance themselves uh, from this guy. And uh, you know saying he doesn't fulfill their purpose, not their their vision. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're committed to diversity and at its core, understanding that music, above all, can bring people together, not divide us, and so on and so forth. The Masters is scheduled to be released on um, September 26th. So I, that's, uh, you know. Even if he was speaking, even if he was speaking of rock and roll as just the true solid rock and roll, like not uh, that type of music, only that format. Mm -hmm. Still, he overlooked Jimi Hendrix, uh, Little Richard, Chubby Checkers, uh, mm -hmm. Fats Domino, yeah. Frankie Lyman, you know, yeah. guys like that. Well, he didn't want to talk to him. Rock. What he's saying is he, he had no interest in talking to him. 
Right. Because he didn't I, think I, they, I, they can't have a, they can't hold a conversation with me like right. I want to hold a conversation. The guys who can hold a conversation with me are guys like those who I interviewed. So that that's that's the way I'm reading it. Uh, Which makes Tina Turner maybe a puppet that went in the studio and somebody said, do this and do that. Yes, yeah, He wasn't understanding what was going on. Yeah, that's how he comes across. But I, I think it's very telling that he says he doesn't give a blankety uh, what people think. That that tells me, as Jeff was saying, they just took the gloves off and took the, you know, said the quiet part out loud. He said what he wanted to say, wrote what he wanted to write, and, uh, you know, he he'll straighten it up a little bit, but not a whole lot. Because I think right. that that line "I don't really give a crap" is a uh, is a uh, yeah is is telling us right there. Tells it it kind of reminds me of. Do you remember back when Rush Limbaugh was on uh, <laughs> uh, football? I forget which football show, but he was on a Saturday, a Sunday morning football show, talking football before the games got started, and he went out with a bang. He said, uh, "A famous um, black quarterback for the Philadelphia." Um, he said that um, he only gets hyped because he's black. And everybody froze and looked at Rush, and he, you know, and he doubled down on. Him. He says, "Yeah, if he wasn't a um, black quarterback, nobody would pay much attention to him. He's not that great." Well, by saying something so dumb, I think Rush had made up his mind that he was ready to go off of that show, and maybe he won a bet or something with somebody. But he says, "I'm going to go out with a bang." Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. And it almost sounds like that's what this fella's doing. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah, like, I don't care. Yeah. 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 And he's, he had to give a you-know-what, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And then he says, maybe in retrospect. He didn't say in retrospect, I wish. You know, positively. Positively. Right. He said, maybe I'm old-fashioned and I don't give a expletive or whatever. I wish in retrospect I could have interviewed Marvin Gaye. Maybe he would have been the premier. You know, not that Marvin right. was, you know, di distinctly Marvin and whoever but right. you know these are artists and if you choose to put a, a face and a color and a, and a sex to only these people can talk artistry to me then something's wrong with you you're very narrow and very limited so i'm sure britney spears could get really deep with him on that <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> yeah yeah britney spears taylor swift they could all get real deep with exactly him, you know? yeah, they're they, not puppets at all no not one at last, all one last thing i'd like to say yeah go ahead you you your show your guests uh, the audience, no, one thing nobody ever does, there's something about Donald J. Trump that no one ever gives him credit for and praise for, and I think he deserves a lot for this. No one ever talks about the fact that he was good enough to let us know who the racists are. What do you mean? Because all those people had sheets over their heads. And they were hiding behind, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I think we've said it in a lot of different ways, but now you're saying mm -hmm. it differently. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah he, he made like it. My he president put it, can, if my president can be, say this and be this. So right, right, right. You know, where that neighbor you had and you thought, oh, they're pretty cool. And no, then, yeah. You know, but you know what? Yeah. I Well, anyway, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my daughters, you know, we live in Fishers, and my daughters have always went to Hamilton Southeastern schools, and, you know, which were probably 85. 15 or, you know, eight, probably 10% black and uh -huh. 85 white. And they used to get on up, my wife and I and say, Mommy and Daddy, you guys are old-fashioned. That racist stuff is all over with. Is That was in the 60s and this and that. And mm -hmm. We didn't train them to, hey, don't trust this person and only hang out with that person. But we were just saying, watch your back, keep your head on a swivel. And then after Obama ran in 08, I mean, really, it was 07 when he was running, our younger daughter came home and she says, one of my best friends, so-and-so, he uh, was passing a note around telling everybody that Michelle Obama was a monkey, you know, and then it, it kind of hurt us because 
she trusted some of these people so much. And, um, you know, she just thought my friends don't have racist bones in their body. And then when they came out with this stuff, you know, it was a, it was, you know, and and here's a problem with that. A lot of people mistake racism with, they confuse it with overt actions and including verbal ones. But racism is, you know, the, is, is easily disguised and covered up in a lot of ways. It comes out eventually in ways that you may not expect, like what your daughter had. But just because somebody doesn't articulate and use the N-word or doesn't say you can't come here or doesn't put a sign up that says go home, don't let the sun go down, that doesn't mean that that's the only sign of racism. You know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, and so when people say, well, they're not racist, uh, you know, they, they've got my, black my friends. My daughter, my younger daughter has a, psychiatrist, a psychology degree. She came home one day and my wife and I were back on the deck and she came out there and said, well, she was coming home from college. And we somehow we got in a discussion and we said, you know, you're, you know, we're not prejudiced. And she said, you guys are prejudiced. I said, uh, you know, I beg your pardon. I'm not prejudiced. I got, you know friends from all walks of life. You look at my Facebook page, it looks kind of like the United Nations, you know. And she said, you're both prejudiced and I'm prejudiced. I said, we didn't raise you to be prejudiced. She said, prejudice is we're all sitting here on the deck on a cool summer night or fall night. She says, if a cute little poodle walks up, she said, and it looks lost and doesn't have a collar, she said, what do we do? And I said, I'd probably run in the house and get him a slice of bologna. And my wife says, oh, I'd go get him some milk and water and put them both in a bowl and this and that. And she said, exactly. And we'd go hard to try to find out who the owner was. She says, but if a Rottweiler or a pit walked up on this deck, what would we do? And my wife said, I'd jump up on the table. And I said, I'd go in the house to get a baseball bat. And she said, that's what I'm saying. That could be the world's sweetest Rottweiler and the world's meanest poodle. poodle but you guys are prejudging, and that's prejudice. She said, it doesn't make you racist. He says racist is when you take actions such as mm-hmm. if one of you are in a position of power for hiring for your job and you said, I'm not hiring those people, they're lazy, or I don't want to sit next mm-hmm. you know, next to those people in a movie because they're loud or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not giving that person a loan because those mm-hmm. people don't pay their bills. She said that's being a racist. And um, she's a big difference in being prejudiced and being racist. Yeah. Yeah. And the terms uh, sometimes are very often used interchangeably. Correct. You're very correct. Right. In that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Rick, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Appreciate your perspective. Yep. Yeah, thank you. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. We are discussing a, uh, uh, a disturbing interview that um, the former co-founder of Rolling Stones mag- Rolling Stone magazine gave to the New York Times uh, that was published last Friday and he basically said um, he didn't interview females or black artists for his book bu- his book that's coming out next week uh, because he felt like they could not articulate uh, what he was trying to say and they apparently didn't feel as if they could rise to the level of the conversation that he was having in terms of interviewing them so he only interviewed the white ones white males uh, and he doesn't seem to understand why there's a you know a backlash and I just read a quote from him where he said he doesn't give an expletive but maybe he should have done x y and z maybe 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 but uh you know hmm. he doesn't care he just said it he doesn't care uh 317-239 lines are open for that and anything else you want to talk about i got to get back to a couple of other things but yeah we can talk about this uh lifestyles go ahead how are you 
Hey, Tina, happy, uh, happy, what's this, Taco Tuesday? Happy Taco Tuesday. Oh, it is Taco what's Tuesday, is it not? It, it is, it is. I may have quesadillas tonight, I'm not sure. But what's uh, going on? How's, how's everything going? Good, good, good. I'm fine. Feeling uh, feeling great. Um, uh, very short. I uh, yeah, I had a very short, very uneventful bout. I, I think I might have, one day, my, as you heard on the air, my voice was just kind of scratchy. And then after uh, that, I was fine. So I'm glad you're all good. Yeah, all good. Great. You sound great. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I hadn't heard this story uh, about uh-huh. is he the <laughs> is he the editor or is he the He's the former started? co-founder. He is no longer with okay. He's no longer with okay. the magazine and apparently has been booted off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation's uh board. Okay. Um, well, because I as I was telling Jeff, my understanding is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is pretty inclusive and and makes uh-huh. you do a little do a little digging as far as the history. <clears throat> Excuse me, of rock and roll because it's not always the headliners and and the star power that's there. Not to not to say that they shouldn't be there, but there's a lot in there uh, that right. a lot that, of intricate parts. Yeah, yeah, that fills right. in so, the history, uh, uh, including right. black, white, female, you name it. So yeah, this guy he's he's a former co-founder of the magazine and wrote a book, and the book's called Masters, and he's talking about masters of the 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 art, masters of music. Yeah, and. Um, he explained in an interview with the New York Times why he only interviewed white artists for the books and didn't for his book, which is coming out next week, and why he did not interview women uh, and black artists. And, you know, yeah, to would... summarize it, he said he did not feel as if they were articulate enough uh, to, uh, to, so to participate what, in the conversation what... with him regarding the masters yeah, that's what of music. Me. That's what struck me when you yeah. said that word, articulate. So I've been, mm-hmm. I've been told that more than on a couple of occasions, um, having conversations with mainly uh, Caucasian people that I pick up every day. Um, you know, I have braids, which, you know, to the African-American community, that's no big deal. But when sometimes when uh, white people see your braids or dread, whatever uh, hairstyles black people have, they tend to sometimes think that you're not articulate or that you um, do not know how to speak. And I do know how to speak. Um, both of my parents are educators. I know how to speak. Um, but um, we're judged. We're prejudged, as the gentleman just said. Mm-hmm. Um, all those are, first of all, we started rock and roll, okay? We may have not had the uh, wherewithal to say that, you know what I'm saying, to, to put it down and somebody say, hey, well, all, you know, African-American people started that in the South, rock and roll, blues. All that stuff. If you ask some of the uh, famous rock and roll singers from the Rolling Stones to the Beatles, they looked up to. The, yeah, they, they uh, and money. they were very clear and very open and very articulate about their influences. And none of them, absolutely, none of them, even saying. even the King himself, as they call him, Elvis. Although Little Richard would dispute well, that. Well, we know exactly where he got all of his. Yeah, songs. yeah, yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is yeah. that, but this for this man to arrogantly say that those who have benefited and have taken from all of the influences that black music, female music offered uh, to, 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 to their rise to fame and that they, only they could articulate, that's, that's crazy. Uh, and it, what's crazy is that you, you've got all of these artists that have made significant uh, uh, contributions, yes. Yeah. Contributions to our fabric of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hip hop shaped a, shaped a world. Yeah, hip hop culture you know, shaped the world. Uh, some songs we remember when we were kids, some songs we remember on commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those songs were made by African American artists. A lot of African American artists were writers for white artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
We've but he does, but here's can. the thing. This is this is why he's in in hot water. He doesn't want to hear them say that. He wants to hear somebody other than you and me because you're a black male, I'm a I'm a black female. He doesn't want us to say it. He wants to hear it from the white folks. Well, that's what I'm saying. He does, right. He he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to get what he needs to get from the people that have contributed, but he wants to get it from the white people. You know, I think we need to stop being surprised when when uh, when white people in certain uh, uh, certain jobs say certain things, you know, like I said, in the last. Well, he's, five, he's not in any job. He's retired now. He's well, not now, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying when 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 people say who they are yeah, and they yeah. and they speak on certain things, that's mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah. He's telling you who he is. Yeah. Take and, it or leave it. And that's, that's basically what he said. It. That's what he said. This is me. Yeah. And and now if I lose my job or if I'm never never able to write another. A story that's publicated in, uh, you know, published in the uh, Rolling Stone. Then, oh well, so be it. But I, this is who I am. I've never interviewed black artists because of this, and this is the way I feel about those. Well, now, I don't want to hear old fashioned. I want to hear you're just this. You're racist. Yeah, and, not and old fashioned. No, you're not. Yeah, and the thing of it is, he he had such an influence. Rolling Stone magazine. Come on, let, let's face it, huge. Uh, huge in culture and huge in society, and he was one of the co-founders of that culture, of that magazine. So he he carries a lot of weight. He's now retired. Uh, he's no longer affiliated with the the magazine. You know, he, he's made his money and got out, and that's what a lot of people do. They make their money, get out, write a book, make even more money, and then they and you know, then tell the truth, and then tell the truth after he gets out. So he so he's out now. He told the truth. He says how he feels about black artists, mm-hmm. and that's it. We got to accept that. Yeah, he's in a safe place. He's in a safe place now. Who's going to take his? Nobody's going to take his money. Not going to lose his job. You know, he did lose his spot on there. Or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he did get booted out of the foundation, but who cares? Well, of course they're going to distance themselves from him too. I mean, that's you know, as many uh, look, our genre has taken over. Period. (laughs) Whether it's you know, so they they better distance themselves from him because you know, hip hop and R and B has taken over. Period. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not, whether we like the songs that uh, our our friend Ron talks about, I mean, it's it's the biggest selling genre. So it's either you take you take it, you you know you respect it, just like we respected rock and roll music, pop music when Madonna was hip, and and all in those days, you know. So we we have taken over all of that stuff. Heck, we've even taken over sports pretty much. So I mean, it just kind of is what it is. We're talented people. And when when white people say what they believe and how they feel, just don't feel so. Don't be so surprised. And I'm done. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Thank you, Lifestyles. 317-239-1310. Ron, go ahead. How are you? Well, how are you doing, Tina? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. If, if uh, this guy didn't interview any black artists, I'm just curious as to what white artists he interviewed. Well, because it, it, Rolling Stone, you know, I'm in that generation that I remember Rolling Stone, you know, and, and so Rolling Stone had a big influence on not only rock and roll, but all music at that time. That's what I'm saying. It was huge. It, you know, so can you imagine with his attitude, the um, the amount of, of black music that was held back mm-hmm. when he was editing in Rolling Stone? But I, I, it just, I'm just well, curious to he, say. It says that, that he, he interviewed, he conducted interviews with artists such as John Lennon, 
Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, and others while he was at uh, the head of Rolling Stone. Um, and in that interview with the New York Times last week, he spoke about his decision not to include interviews with women and black artists. And his remarks on the topic have been widely criticized. Um, and what he's saying is when he interviewed people, I'll read it again. He said the people had to meet a couple of criteria, but it wasn't just kind of my personal interest and love of them. He said, adding insofar as the women, just none of them were as articulate enough on this intellectual level. He continued, Stevie Wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. So what he's saying is women and blacks are not articulate. Uh, men and whites are articulate and can go to, they can soar to levels that are his. <laughs> you know, I yeah. guess he puts himself well, at a certain level. You know, basically we can get upset at, at everything that he represents. Mm -hmm. But basically... He's just dumb, okay? And that, that's basically it. He's dumb. Oh, I would There's say so. no way that he could sit up with John Lennon, at the, particularly uh, 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 Mick Jagger, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, I don't even know <laughs> if he's so. Keith Richardson. I don't know why he interviewed Keith Richardson, because Keith Richardson was never as intellectually sound as my four-year-old grandchild. Mm -hmm. But the bottom, because I follow these guys, too. Yeah. And if he had an attitude like that, he probably only got one interview with John Lennon or or uh, uh, Mick Jagger mm -hmm. because they always praised uh, 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 black artists. Mm -hmm. So the the bottom line is that I don't think it was well. He he could say it was whether they were articulate or not. Uh, I don't know what, how he even thinks that he could out articulate Quincy Jones. But the bottom line is that he looked down on black artists. Mm -hmm. Because of their contributions, that's what his his thing is. This is a deep seated thing in this guy. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, there's more to it than just being able to articulate. Right, he there's a lot more there. Keep this secret. He did not keep this secret. There were people in Rolling Stone who knew his feelings about that, mm -hmm. but he was just at. He was in a situation. He was a Harvey Weinstein of racism. Okay, he was in a position. He was so powerful, nobody could do anything to him. I, I could never see him walking up to John Lennon and saying that black people couldn't articulate, that Chuck Berry couldn't articulate, or or Fats Domino or one mm -hmm. of those guys. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, so if he got an interview with them, he got one interview with them, right, and hoped that they didn't articulate what he actually meant or what mm -hmm. he was saying to them. So this guy, I think it's uh, <clears throat> he's just trying to like I think one of the other callers say basically. He's just trying to get his last shot and go out in a in, mm -hmm. in, in a in a, ball, a flame of glory, mm -hmm. you know. But it's 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 this is what you expect in the Trump era anyway. Okay, people yeah. are going to come out and and say they true feelings, mm -hmm. and then you know uh, when they when they get you know I, I, the guy the other day got mm -hmm. upset because um, my grandson threw a piece of paper out the car, and I was going to get out and get the car, get the piece of paper. He went off. Right. Mm. And I finally just told him, I said, look, dude, I said, you out here arguing with me over a piece of paper and I'm about to change your way of living if you keep talking, you know. And, and it, it, so this is just how people are in this in this, this environment. And I think it's 
if we stop talking about this guy, he'll just go on off into his, Oh, yeah, that's you know, what I was saying. He's stupid, right. and I have no interest in his yeah, book, no interest in his book. Yeah, Indeed. thank so. you, Tina. I appreciate it. All righty, thank you. And we're going to be right back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection, and we have on the line with us none other, none other than our regional VP and general manager, Dion Levingston. Dion, how are you? Where where are you? I'm actually headed back to the station. Um, had lunch at Caplinger, so got some fish headed back to the station. Mm. Um, you know, I realize over- every time I come on, Tina, I'm either looking for food or talking about food. I just realized that it's a midday uh, show, so that's you know that's that's to be expected. Was this the Kaplinger's over there by the 16 Tech? It was no, it was the one on um, Shadeland. Oh, on Shadeland, which might be which might be the original one. Now think about it. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I've, I've only I've only eaten there once, and it was that one over there at uh, 16 Tech, and it was uh, it was I can't remember what I got. Anyway, yeah, um, it, it is it is excellent food. Indianapolis has a lot of places. The person I had lunch with, I was talking about how Indianapolis has a lot of really good restaurants. Did you find Did you find your cake? You know, so a bunch of the listeners said said three locations. Um, um, they said Portellos, like up, which it has multiple locations in Indy now. They're whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chocolate cake is actually good. Um, and then they said, uh, like, I believe it's Firebirds, which is at 96 and... Uh, um, caramel South, as people say, yeah. which I don't like that cake, but everybody else does. So that's just my yeah. preference. But you know what? We uh, forgot about Shapiro's, and there's a there's a, a and it looks like a piece of artistry uh, chocolate cake that they serve at Rick's Cafe Boatyard. I think it's like twelve layers. I don't know, but it's just huge. It takes up a whole dinner plate, and everybody. I I don't like cake or chocolate. I mean, I'm just not much of a sweets fan. But everybody that when I go there with friends. They always get it, and they get a piece. This is how greedy some of them. They'll get a piece to eat there at the table, and then a piece to take home. That's how good they say it is. Well, I need to get to the west side to try that because I well, no, Shapiro's. There's there's a Risk Cafe Boatyard out there by uh, by Geist. No, it's changed now. It's owned by a different. It's oh, they like. Oh, okay. Owned like, by oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different. It's Wolfies now, I think, or something. Oh, Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, it's yep. changed. Yeah, but I did go to Shapiro's because, like, three of the listeners mm-hmm. said Shapiro's. Oh my goodness! And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got, I got um, two different cakes. I got a chocolate, 
And I can't remember the other one. But I can't believe I forgot Shapiro. I can't either. They're cheesecake. They're cheesecake, Dion. Oh, my goodness. And that I, that I will eat, the cheesecake. Well, oh my they used to have a strawberry um, shortcake. Oh, they did? A piece of their pound cake with fresh strawberries and whipped cream. That was amazing. Mm. They didn't have one that day. But, I mean, maybe they don't have any more. Mm. It was amazing because Shapiro's pound cake is off the chain, too. Now from the South, so it ain't grandma and them's pancake, you know, so, mm-hmm. but it's good. Because, you know, in the South, we we know you put a ton of butter in there, a ton of sugar, and um, and the pancake is uh, 130% of your average calories mm-hmm. and fat for the day. So There you go. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. But, uh, well, I'm glad you found something that was good. You know, Shapiro's was good, it sounds like. so. It, it was excellent. So it's ironic I listened to the commercial break because I only wanted to talk real quick, Tina, about two things going on. Okay. The first I hinted to on Friday that was a work in progress that's still a work in progress as far as finalizing. I mean, it's announced with their other stuff that we're going to do as well. Um, with the merit, with the debate that we're doing, yeah, yeah, the I, coalition. I, I shared that right off and the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. I'm sorry I missed it with the African American Coalition yep. and the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Recorder. Yep, shared that uh, right off the here. top. Mm-hmm. Yep, on October eighth, um, five o'clock, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to do it out of our studios. We're going to broadcast it um, across all of the recorders' social media and their website, all of our social media and our website. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to broadcast it live on WTLCAM and WTLCFM. So um, that uh, five to six. Um, and then there's some other elements that uh, we will announce later with that, but we announced the debate right now. Mm-hmm. And then the second reason I was calling is that um, our career fair is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We have several um, area businesses. We're doing it at Martin University from 10 to 2. Uh-huh. Um, I invite everybody. There might be 10 to 4, you know. Um, I invite <laughs> everybody out, but know for sure if you're there between 10 to 2, we'll be there. Okay. Um, we are also hiring for several positions. Mm-hmm. So Radio 1, I mean, we're hiring account executives. Um, we're hiring um, technical people. We're hiring promotion people. So like every other um, business in Indianapolis, we have openings. And then um, Quest is our sponsor, and they're, they're hiring for several things. We've got, we've, just got, we've got a good variety of vendors there that are hiring, and, and we're all hiring. We're all hiring for significant jobs. So I just wanted to make sure that I announced that um, to your listeners uh, and any questions that you might have. Also, I I did not catch the Rolling Stones debate, but my two cents on that is here's an individual that those are feelings that he's had his whole life and he just felt comfortable at the end of his career. Yeah, that's that's my conclusion in, entirely. I don't care what position he is. He's the co-founder of the magazine. And, you know, that's a magazine that, that, that kind of shaped a culture and defined a generation or two, or maybe even three, I don't know. But... Uh, but he, you know, be that as it may, he had some very strong held beliefs that only uh, white males can articulate, uh, 
what you know what he wants to talk about in terms of the masters uh, of the art, and he deliberately did not interview um, African Americans or females because he felt like they could not articulate uh, the the space that he was operating in, which which was that of masters of music. Uh, he said he interviewed people like John Lennon, Bob Dylan, Mick Jagger, uh, and others, uh, but he did not interview Stevie or. Um, or Otis or any of the others. He said, maybe, but he said, and, and I didn't interview any women uh, because I just don't feel like they could have articulated uh, what I was talking about, and these men did. And then he said, uh, you know, maybe I should have. He said, but frankly, I don't, you know, give a expletive. I was just reading, and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, uh, but, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, to me... You know, he wrote a book. He talked about who he interviewed for the book, and that's his opinion. Yep. That's his narrow little opinion, and, and he's welcome to it. He's, I, I think it was quite stupid to, even though he is, uh, he did get booted off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation's board, I do believe. And um, I think he's like, I think Jeff said 77 years old and no longer affiliated with the magazine. And, of course, Rolling Stone is going crazy, distancing themselves from him and, Talking about he doesn't he doesn't represent anything about what they're about and he hasn't been with them for four or five years. It, you know, it's just all there. Well, that, that's his perspective, and those are his feelings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in America right now, we're at a place in America where people feel comfortable mm -hmm. share, and part of me is happy that people feel comfortable sharing that because you're mm -hmm. starting to learn what people really think. Yeah. And what people yeah. really feel. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, the job fair tomorrow at Martin University, starting at 10 a.m. and going until as late as four, possibly. Um, are there any um, on the spot immediate hires that are going to be taking place? Because a lot of people want to know about, you know, that there are some folks that go to these job fairs and they expect to walk out with a job. Will there be any immediate hiring from some of the, uh, the vendors that are going to be there? I'm sure there will be. And for us, I mean, our process, if we will have, and I'm sure our other vendors will too, we will have managers on site. Mm -hmm. So if you are um, looking for a job in one of the areas that that manager is on site, um, yes, that, that'll be an instant interview. We're also going to do headshot and we're going to do resume prep. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was asked to be on a board um, recently, and most of the time when they ask you to be on a board, they ask for a headshot and a bio, right? Just the thing. And they ask for a resume. And I'm going to tell you, Tina, I didn't have a resume. And so it took me, I still don't have a resume because what's involved to update a resume, I hadn't updated a resume in two decades. Mm. So, um, so people that need people that were similar to me just you have a lot of job security. Blank, you know, You've had a lot resume. of job security because in this business, what is the the old saying? Always keep your resume updated because yeah. you never know. You uh, never so know. you had you had a heck of a lot of job security if you hadn't touched a resume in twenty years. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just well, thank you. I, I just didn't real. I mean, I didn't do it. So oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and also they were to cost so much money to get a real resume updated. No. These people are getting real money, Tina. Well, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, that that that's a business what? in and of itself. Yes, that's a business. Oh my God, one of the quotes was eight hundred dollars. I was like, please, come on. No, man. you don't have to go that deep. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that was Tina. That was my exact thought. Yeah. With that. Nope, nope, nope. 
Yeah, nope, 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 nope. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we'll be doing um, interview. Um, we'll have, I think, I, I believe it's the Urban League, and it may be someone else on site mm-hmm. that's going to talk about resume prep. They're going to talk about interview prep. They're going to do all that stuff as well um, to get people ready, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, we certainly want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to go. And you don't have to register or anything. You can just show up, right? Show up. Yep. Okay. Okay. Anything else before we have to let you go? No, that's it. Um, look forward to it. And as we get um, more details and more things added for the debate, I will mm-hmm. definitely pop on, and probably Robert and I will pop on, and maybe with Rashawn okay. talk about that because we're very excited to to team up with the reporter, yeah, yeah. and the, team and, up with the African American Coalition. And see, there are very few opportunities that our community gets to talk about issues that solely affect the African American community. I mean, this is this is going to be a, a focused and a centered uh, debate. Um, and the topics are going to be those that solely affect the African-American community. So it's going to be unique in so many ways. And, um, you know, I hope our community really embraces it and, and participates because it's going to be good. So, um, and hopefully you don't lose me, Tina, but um, I just keep saying, I want to say this. Indianapolis is a majority minority community now. So mm-hmm. the African-American dilem- um, agenda is really the Indianapolis agenda. And I really don't want that to get lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think it's going to be. And uh, we, we will certainly stay focused on that. Um, all righty, Dion. Well, we will see you when you when you get here. <laughs> Are you going to get some more cake this week? Uh-oh, I think we lost him. He's He's moving. He's on the move. Okay, well, we'll talk to you soon, Dion. Thank you. That, again, Dion Levingston. And a uh, reminder of our career fair tomorrow morning starting at 10 a.m. at Martin University. A um, uh, lot of uh, hiring going to be taking place and a lot of job opportunities right here within our company at Radio One. So uh, please uh, take advantage of that and, and stop by. Uh, Mr. Russell, you wanted to comment on the Rolling Stone conversation? How are you? Hey, Tina, how's it going? <clears throat> I'm doing great. Thank you. Great, great. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that conversation about Rolling Stones, it it, uh, it seems like it's a minor thing, but it's not really a minor thing because it encompasses a lot of uh, other things along with it, I think. And uh, it, just a bit of history, recent history, you might know this, but uh, when Elvis Presley came on the scene, uh, his manager was Colonel Tom Parker. You Colonel Tom Parker, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, yes. You know, he was always looking for a, a a Caucasian singer that could sing like a a, a black person because that was popular, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that had a big effect. And then also, uh, if you remember, when MTV first came on the scene on television, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they refused to have any black artists uh, mm-hmm. per se, you know, mm-hmm. in their in their uh, videos and whatnot. And then Michael Jackson came along and and, and kind of burst that balloon. And you see what happened, you know. So a lot of it is a matter of education. And then if you go way back in history, you know, you look at people like Beethoven. A lot of people don't know Beethoven was uh, by the uh, rule of uh, any blood. You know, he he had uh, black blood, so he was, I guess, a Negro 
<laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of ridiculous yeah. when you look at the whole thing about mankind. And then if you go way, way back, and this is a a, a, a Christian station, so if you look at uh, when uh, uh, the Most High destroyed the earth with the flood, he saved uh uh, uh, Noah and his his three sons and their families and mm-hmm. the three sons. Some of the Bible scholars might know more about this, but you know, one one went one way, one went another way, one went another way. It was Ham that was, I guess, mm-hmm. had a lot of African went <clears throat> the African diaspora, so to speak, and Shem went mm-hmm. to the Asian diaspora, so to speak, and Japheth went to Europe, and so to speak, and uh, so. Some of the Bible scholars might know this. I, I just wonder if, if Japheth, who I guess was the Caucasian uh, uh, persuasion, uh, if he was the youngest, because a lot of things that, that some of his descendants are doing, <laughs> mainly in Middle Europe, uh, are kind of crazy, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this thing now, uh, a lot of uh, the... Uh, uh, well, because the Nordic religion, they don't want to accept Christianity. Uh, they have a Nordic religion, and some of this is being tied to the murders in Delphi now. You know, was it? Was it I I have a, I'm having a hard time with that one. I I you know it sound to me it sounds kind of out there, but maybe you know, and I I would be the first to admit if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Some of these people are out there because look. Remember this sounds like burning, a, it this sounds like attorney man, grasping for a this, defense. This burning man uh, thing they had out in, mm-hmm. in the desert. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first heard about the burning man, I said that seems like something they're trying to popularize hell. You know, burning <laughs> man. <laughs> and, okay. And then you know uh, it got rained out and muddy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this last time and. You just wonder about what's happening uh, 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 supernaturally sometimes, you know. But I think in terms of some of these folks that have these attitudes about, or you know, racial groups and whatnot, it's really ridiculous. I mean, uh, Rolling Stone, uh, if if you look at uh, 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 a lot of the artists, the Beatles, you know, they their heroes were, were black entertainers, you know, like... Uh, and 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 uh, Mick Jagger likewise, and they were the first really, as I remember, to really include uh, black members in their bands. A lot of times, you know, they're they're backup people, and whatnot. And then it came to America. Americans started doing it, but it's really ridiculous because people are people, and uh, you know everybody has their own experiences. But some of these folks are really way out. <laughs> way, way out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but if you really have to, that's why history is so important because it, it, it you know, Little Richard, somebody was speaking about Little Richard. You know, Little Richard, they, they idolized Little Richard, the Beatles. And, yeah. And make, but see, here's the thing the artists themselves had no trepidation whatsoever about attributing. Their how they got their start, who their influences were, who they idolized. Yeah. They had no issues with that whatsoever. It's just that this kook that thinks he's an intel- a musical intellectual or a music culture intellectual, that's his thing. It had yeah. to me because artistry and artists seem to have the fewest 
uh, barriers. They are. I mean, on one of Michael Jackson's most famous songs, somebody from uh, you know Eddie Van Halen. Uh, it, those those uh, those genres could not have been more uh, you know more far apart. You know, Michael Jackson R and B you know and pop, and then Eddie Van Halen hard rock and and uh, you know headbanger music, and yet still they had an appreciation for each other. Yeah. Michael liked Eddie. Eddie liked Michael. They said, hey, let's get together and do something, and it was one of the most famous uh, guitar solos in in music history. Yeah. Uh, and it was somebody from Van Halen on a Michael Jackson. So what I'm saying is that. A lot of these walls that these so-called uh, intellectuals put up—they're not walls that the artists themselves have. That I would—that I would tend to believe that more of somebody who's trying to describe and and write about it is somebody who performs it, because people that perform it they can articulate something completely different than what he's saying. Absolutely, they can articulate it, and so I—I I don't know, but and, and you know, you're being very kind when you say intellectuals. You know, I was. I well, would, he's a he's I, I a talker. Somebody wrote a book. In, I would say ineffectuals. <laughs> well, that's that's true too. He he just wrote a book. Okay, he wrote a book. He but, made but, some money and he wrote a book and he he lucked out with uh, you know, with Rolling Stone magazine. And again, that just the magazine and and what it did. It did a lot. You know, the magazine did a lot. Uh, a lot of good th- and and had some of the best articles ever. Uh, you know, throughout its 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 reign, and and it's still there, still going. So, you know, we'll see. You're always gonna have people with with their point of views, and you really have to examine where they're coming from, where these views are coming from. You know, uh, like I say, if you look at history, uh, from ancient history to modern day history to whatever, you know, people are basically people. But you you always have those uh, those people that want to, uh, I guess, you know be superior in their own eyes and mm-hmm. you know that that's crazy there's no superior people yeah there are there really aren't but they have to say it they have to say it so i i hope i didn't say it. michael jackson's uh uh, and Eddie Van Halen's collaboration was on Beat It, wasn't it? But I did. I hope I didn't say the wrong song. Uh, well, well, you know, uh, uh, one, one thing that really surprised me, you know, uh, one time I was in, I think was in the old Kmart store, and I was shopping, and then all of a sudden, all these kids, you know, uh, of all racial persuasions, start running to the back of the store, and I said, "What's going on?" So I went back there, and you know, they had the the TV section. And they were playing uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, what's what's the name of it? Uh, 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 Beat it or, or or one of Michael Jackson's videos. And they were just laughing it up. Mm-hmm. It, it really astonished me because yeah, Beat it was a, was a collaboration between Jackson and Van Halen. Yeah. I, I never I never saw uh, uh, this before. This, I mean, it's like the Pied Piper, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The story about the Pied Piper. Mm-hmm. It was like that to me because all these kids, they just rushed to the back of the store. Yeah, It was just amazing. So And music, you know, that that's one of the things that crosses so many racial lines. I mean, it crosses racial, it crosses a lot of lines. Um, oh, absolutely. So for him to put up the walls and the barriers, that's, that's for his, uh, you know, for him, his processing, not ours. And, uh, you know, let him have it. You know, right? I don't know how that's going to be for book sales, but <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's one person's view. That's where you have to look at that. And one person's be... view, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Russell. I sure appreciate it. You have a good one. You also. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. And a, a quick reminder again: today is National Voter Registration Day, uh, so please make sure you are registered to vote. And if you are registered. 
take the time today to check and make sure your registration is correct and up to date. Um, for us Hoosiers, the, the website to do that and more is indianavoters.in.gov. Again, it's indianavoters.in.gov. The deadline to register to vote in the state of Indiana is October 10th. Um, on that date, on the 10th, uh, the deadline time is 4.30. If you're doing it in person, it's 11.59 if you are doing it on time. And, of course, Election Day is coming up Tuesday, November the 7th. That's all the time we have for right now for Community Connection. We are always Praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indies Inspiration. Don't forget about our website, PraiseIndy.com. Willie Moore Jr. Uh, is up next. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. Until then, be safe, be well. I'm Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.